Hi, welcome to this Transatlantic Conversation podcast from July 2021. Today we are going to talk about the topic of migration and this is a topic that in the whole history of mankind was a very important factor because people were always on the move and for very different reasons people traveled just from one river to another or they left their continent they traveled to different climates later they migrated to different cultures and into different nations and how countries look onto immigration is very different some realize that their whole history is is a history of immigration other countries have the problem that people immigrate from their country and then again other countries don't want to have any migration because they want to have the the social structure in their country just as it was before and this is what we're going to talk about today and as always i've brought some quotes from different texts and i would start with One quote from the text, anti-immigration like pro-immigration is a legitimate political position from Yuval Noah Harari in The Guardian. And the first quote goes as follows. When evaluating the immigration deal, both sides give far more weight to violations than to compliance. If a million immigrants are law-abiding citizens, But 100 joint terrorist groups and attack the host country, does it mean that on the whole the immigrants are complying with the terms of the deal or violating it? If a third generation immigrant walks down the street a thousand times without being molested, but once in a while some racist shouts abuse at her, does it mean that the native population is accepting or rejecting the immigrants? So first of all, you realize yesterday my voice was even more sick than today. But what I think, and we will see that in many quotes, is always, and this is also something we have discussed already several times, that the perspective is very important when looking on problems. And with social happenings that are constructed by really a large group of people, then I, I have the feeling that often we are not able to look on the whole, but then we just see one example and we turn these examples into our reality and then we can't distinguish anymore Yeah, on, on those people who are exactly the way we wish people to be and then others being yeah, away from our expectations. And maybe you would like to, to join your story or... or Yeah, sure, yeah, but sure. um, I uh, I completely agree, and I think it's a it's a great quote actually for that. And as I as I told you already before, um, there's this little um, story I had with uh, this lady that I met in in Palm Beach, you know, which we we know is a very you know Trump supportive area, very wealthy area, and. Um, I had a conversation um, with this lady and she was asking me about migration and how's immigration in Germany. And from the start, I could already hear in her tone that she was not really uh, a supporter when it comes to migration and uh, diversity. 
um, which, which is totally okay, by the way. But I just like told her, listen, I think uh, in Germany, we have a bunch of different cultures like you have in America as well. Um, and uh, I like it, you know, I like to, to, to see different cultures, to meet different cultures, to, to uh, people here to speak different languages. But at the end of the day, they all, uh, um, you know, they follow the rules in the country that they're in. And um, yeah, very quick, um, you know, maybe I'll blame her also a little bit for the, the alcohol that she had, uh, <laughs> that she was drinking at that time. Maybe that got her a little bit, uh, you know, uh, hyped up. But um, she was very uh, aggressively coming at me in terms of, um, oh, you're in Germany, you know, you take uh, all the immigrants. Um, uh, you have a big problem and your, pres uh, your president or like your, your chancellor Merkel is, is, is not doing a great job. All your, your, the German people, especially German women are getting harassed, are getting uh, abused, are getting um, raped and was bringing all the examples. And um, I mean, I tried to, to, to keep my calm. Um, the way she like was talking to me was once again, was very, um, not how you expect a, a 40 to 50 year old woman talk to a, to a 20, 25 year old. But, um, um, and th th there are certain uh, incidents and events where, where I, I'm not even disagreeing with her, you know? I mean, uh, I've heard, even though I'm, I'm, I'm in America right now, but I've heard uh, stories and uh, I've read newspapers where, are, where, are, where immigrants, you know, abuse and harass uh, German citizens. And, uh, but then going back to the quote, is it, uh, just because you know, out of out of a million, like ten or 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 a hundred, um, I'm not behaving the way they should be, and be grateful for for that country to to help them out. Um, I I don't think that because of incidents like that, all the Im uh, immigrants are 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 bad, you know. And um, I tried to explain that to to the to that person uh, that I think yeah, there are certain 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 so-called idiots in my opinion that, that that are not going by the rules that are um yeah they're just stupid behavior and but you have those people in america as well you, you have those people everywhere you even have stupid you know not immigrants you have stupid german people that are doing the same thing you know and um um that's why or 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 um americans that harass other americans so i don't feel like you can you can point out, oh, because he did that, he's a he's an immigrant. Uh, he has no, and because an immigrant did that, all immigrants are the same. You know, I think uh, the majority of people um, on the majority of immigrants, uh, they're, I think they are grateful. You know, they 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 try to to follow the rules, and uh, yes, but there are always some exceptions, and those exceptions, unfortunately, uh, in in the public, um, they. The, the public gets a perspective of them uh, of the entire immigration groups that um, they're bad and I think that's that's wrong and I don't have that perspective but um, unfortunately that's uh, that's a society nowadays what I think is interesting and this is also something that in, in I think also in this first text comes up is the, this perspective of um, people having to be grateful because countries, that accept immigrants are helping them. And I think this is a very common view and maybe even the, the majority view that people from, from or the, the basis is everyone lives where they are born and this is the normal thing. And then if you have a hard life, other countries 
should help you, but it's not your right to come somewhere else, but it's yeah, something to be grateful that other countries then support you and, and shelter you. And um, later we also having some quotes where, where this is a topic um, and, and even the, the headline is saying that this vision of saying we, we want to decide who enters our country, our society, and we also could decide no one enters this country, that this is a political opinion. And the text says in a democratic process, it's okay if this uh, opinion develops also being the perspective of the whole country. So I, this one is very short, so I won't play it, but it's just, it is a discussion between two legitimate political positions which should be decided through standard democratic procedures. And the way you described, and even people who are supporting immigration, the, the media, as you just explained, they de depict uh, such a picture that it's the, the vocabularies that come to our mind is we help them, they are behaving nice, they are grateful for this help and from my uh, perspective or even more from those who uh, who say everyone has the right to go everywhere and it's not that other countries have to accept them it's just it's their duty to accept people if you have this standpoint you certainly can or you can but to to use the word grateful or helping in in from that perspective, I guess they wouldn't use those words or at least they would try not to use them because that doesn't fit into their story of immigration or migration. Hmm. Well, I mean, I the, the quote or the, the quote that you, the, the short one is, is an interesting one because I feel like, you know, everyone would be, not everyone, but like, I think the majority there would be, um, there would be okay with migration and with immigration with uh, um, people, if they help out people that are coming from, you know, hard, from, from areas where there's war, from areas where it's like just uh, not livable. And I do think uh, if, if you have a country like Germany, for example, that, that helps out um, and those immigrants or um they try to give back to society in terms of um, and they don't live off the society. You know what I'm saying? Um, so because if they come to Germany and they just, uh, I don't know, try to, to, to use a taxpayer's money or something, that's how like, I feel like the, the population gets frustrated. All right, we take all these people and we help them out and we basically have to pay for it. You know, like I, I go to work and I have to pay for them. Um, that's like a common, a, a common, Thing that people also think about and i think if um if you have someone who is uh coming to germany you know in need of help and uh he's getting all the support and i think germany is like one of the countries that uh, in terms of support like them accepting immigrants and then also afterwards kind of financially helping them is one of the better countries in the world you know that does it and um i think if those people after getting accepted and after being financially supported by the government, by the taxpayers, by basically the population, 
um, them trying to um, take that and make something out of it and uh, uh, try to, to um, I don't want to say fit in because, uh, you know, obviously there's different cultures. I don't want them to lose what they're, where they're from and what they have, but I want them to, or people want them to, yes, uh, get a, get a job, pay back, you know, and like uh, try to, and don't just live of the, of the, of the taxpayer's money. Don't just take it for granted, you know, like the, the situation that you got. And uh, I think that's a political, like that's a society, so that's a perspective of society that, that, that we have. And obviously I think it's a very hard thing to do, like to politically decide because obviously you can't see in, inside those heads and to, what, what are their intentions, you know, what are the intentions of uh, coming to, to, to the country and what are they going to do there? So that's why I, I feel like it's a very controversial, not controversial, but very hard to uh, actually, we could discuss about that all day. Like what is the right thing to do? What is the political, the political right thing to do here? So it's, it's, it's interesting. I really think it is controversial and sometimes in a certain group of people that we share our daily life with it might not be but if you really look on the whole of the society this is really something where opinions can and you you just explained this in your conversation there you really and maybe you're not even on the total opposite of her but still you're so far away from what she explained to or what, what's her opinion of really not letting anyone in or Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, you're totally right. The thing that was bothering me about her was uh, the fact that I felt like she was so narrow-minded. And what, what you exactly what you said, I think the fact that the, the arguments and the, um, the reasoning she, she was explaining to me, I, I'm not even, like you said, I wasn't even disagreeing with it. You know, of course, it's a, it's a, it's a problem and um, it shouldn't be that way. But then I feel like she was a, the typical, the typical, I, I don't even want to say a, you know, the typical person that, all right, she saw or she heard something or uh, she's experienced something. And because of that, every uh, immigrant or every person that's not American is, uh, is, is rubbish, you know, is garbage for her. And um, who's not, who's also not, uh, who's just living of the, of the government, who's living of the taxpayer. She was like, uh, everyone who's uh, not from here is, does not belong here, kind of, you know. And then I, it was even funny because I, I kind of like brought myself into this conversation as well. I was like, I'm not from here, you know? And she's like, yeah, but um, you, uh, I mean, you, you kind of like, you, you pay taxes, you know? And yes, I'm like maybe a, di a different example. I'm a different, I'm like in a different situation, of course, but also I don't have the background that some of the other people have, you know? And like that have it way harder than me. And uh, I, I think it's just like unfair to, to judge For because you've seen an, or you heard something about like a, a certain a certain culture, a certain group that everyone from there or everyone you know who belongs to this culture or who belongs to this religion is is like is 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 bad, you know. And I think I had a problem with that because I felt like I was very narrow and close-minded, and it shouldn't be that way. I mean, what's interesting with her is that she even commented on on Germany, and I guess that's not she hasn't been here or if she had then not for living here but just for traveling i guess so then it's really just from in, from the media and then yeah. certainly from certain medias that just tell the story and then if 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 you translate your your media diet into reality so 
what you read, then you translate this into this is true, then such opinions are understandable in some way, I think. Yeah. To expand on what we also talked before. Debate isn't settled. It is extremely difficult to answer all subsequent questions about immigration. Since pro-immigrationists think that people have a right to immigrate to another land long As this debate isn't settled, it is extremely difficult to answer all subsequent questions about immigration. Since pro-immigrationists think that people have a right to immigrate to another land if they so wish, and host countries have a duty to absorb them, they react with moral outrage when people's right to immigrate is violated and when countries fail to perform their duty of absorption. Anti-migrationists are astounded by such views. They see immigration as a privilege and absorption as a favor. Why accuse people of being racist or fascist just because they refuse entry into their own country? So also for you, you see that my voice today is better than yesterday. Um, so I think this is really what we, we talked about, this question of when should we let people enter? And then it starts with saying, If you haven't sorted out this question or the answer to this question, then it's also hard to talk about who should enter and how people should then be integrated. So, and then the next question would be, does there come a day where you don't distinguish anymore? You were born here, you weren't. Your parents were born here, they weren't. Or... You don't ask this question anymore and it's just your neighbor and you talk and the topic of where are you from, at least if it's not from certain region, regions from your country, then this doesn't make a difference at all anymore. Mm. I mean, it's definitely, uh, I, I'm not here. I, I can't answer that question fully. And obviously that's, uh, you know, it's just like opinion based. But obviously, you have to differentiate uh, also migration in terms of is someone going to a foreign country to, you know, uh, I think my, my, my uncle back in the days, he, he, he's a doctor and uh, he moved from, from Germany to, to the US to, to work there, you know, and because he got an offer. Okay, at the end of the day, now he got the green card. So he migrated from Germany to America. He's settled down there. So um, that's a different story than uh, if you are from summer in Africa. I have like this uh, same uh, examples in my, in my team, a few players. Um, I have a guy from Liberia and he had to escape from war and then went from Liberia to Nigeria. And from Nigeria, he had an option to, to go to America to, 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 to find shelter here. And um, obviously there are two completely different scenarios. This one person uh, got a, a kind of was wanted in the country to, to help with his abilities and his qualities uh, in the medical field. And the other one was accepted for, for shelter reasons. And um, the one person um, from the start was making, uh, was on, pa uh, on tax roll, on, was a taxpayer, was like a, treated like an American citizen. And the other one was there um, with basically no rights, you know, and uh, just for, like I said, for shelter reasons. So it's, uh, it's very, and for both, both of them, I think are, uh, I think it's good that they got granted access into the country. But it's, it's still a very difficult, you know, way of 
how do you explain this kind of stuff to 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 people like who is allowed to enter and who is not with these two examples that i brought up uh, i think they're both i agree with those and i agree with most of them to be honest but um because it's, it's still a tricky one like who who do you deny and who do you accept so basically like a counter question which <laughs> i think even certain people arrive and you're never or i arrive somewhere and i'm I never experienced being treated as as a mig uh, as a uh, migrant in a negative way. So I was somewhere, and then people were interested. Are oh, you you're from somewhere else? How is it there? How do you see the city? How do you feel about society here, where you are now? So the conversation was always really or really accepting, or even why. Have you come to a place where we as people that are from that place have the feeling where you come from, life is better? So I never had the feeling of you're a migrant and we don't want you here. And if you are already... Well, just one question, but have you ever been somewhere for like such a long time to be called a migrant? Because I feel the same way as a German. It's always it's e super easy to go anywhere and you're accepted everywhere. It's not a problem, but to be honest, except, okay, the States as a student, I've never been in a country as a, like a, a real migrant who really lives there. Yeah. You know? I was just there for vacation. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I, even if you stay for a year and probably even if you stay for maybe even for five years, if people believe you're leaving again or you have this option easily to go back, then people treat you, you there's no necessity of going somewhere and staying there. Yeah. Um, but I can't imagine that I go to a place and after one year people are still oh it's nice that you're here and then after five years it's also the same and then when they realize oh this person is going to stay then things change that can be but then it won't be due to where i'm from but because of my behavior there and then of course this is something that in many debates also comes up you are somewhere or you disbehave or you complain about how it is and then people easily say go back where you come from just because there is this notion of you're not from here but even that i don't remember experiencing but this is certainly something that happens a lot but what i want to say if you're going somewhere and you have a social position that contributes to society from day one and you don't need real support Like you need support maybe by getting your visa, etc. But never, like if you if you understand society as a big family, and then you also sometimes society carries, and then sometimes you carry in society. And if you arrive somewhere and it's just always, uh, like you said also, Janusz, but you arrive somewhere and you pay taxes. That's something people understand. Okay, you're you're paying for the society that it works but you're not receiving and this is i think this is something that happens very often if you arrive somewhere and you're well off then people accept you easily so this would be then 
uh, a class question and we are there also is, is a text about how um, migration is a is a form of of class war and then of course and this is something uh, we all also haven't um, experienced for sure that racism might also be something that migrants uh, experience even if they are fitting into social schemes because then people don't know about your your social status or they really have a problem with yeah having a mindset of a racist and this is also i don't know if we played this uh, quote already i think we did that it's maybe it's not right and uh, we did the last question why accuse people of being racist or fascist just because they refuse entry into their own country well i think if you due to appearance don't want certain people living near you then this is clearly racism because there's no different reason if you have the problem of that culturally it doesn't fit then this might be for different reasons but i believe that it's really a social question that is the first thing where there's the conflict between people who stay where they are and others join and those who join well one one thing about this and this is very uh very broad or very broad explain um why i mean why would people don't want someone coming to their country and com coming to their community coming to their life and uh into a world working let's say country and society and then some outside person or group or population um brings that working society in danger that's what people are afraid of a little bit you know and um coming in there not following the rules like the rules that everyone else is abiding to uh the everyone else um is following and i you said it earlier with the like the people that are well off they have like a way better uh they're well more accepted and i think that's a very uh very good example because even here in america um with the green card and everything um i've i've read so much about it you know it's uh um long term also for me it's a it's a it's a very um interesting thing that i i maybe want to get get into a little bit more but um here if you if you have a money if you let's say if you have your own business if you if you're very well off it's way easier for you to get the green card which eventually means for the country like for america that All right, if he wants to stay here and he's very well off, that means like, all right, we, you know, they receive or the society receives uh, a lot of money from that person as well in, in, in taxes and in, in, in all these things. And he's gonna good going to be with his business. He's going to be good for the economy. That all plays uh, a role into it. And of course, if someone is, uh, um, is well off, is uh, pays and uh, also helps the economy in what way or what, in what way whatsoever, um, This is this is this is going to be well accepted, you know. And you could be a, a terrible person in terms of, um, um, you know, not polite or or whatever. It would just be like a, a, a as long as he 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 does these things, uh, I think he would he would be accepted, you know, by by the government, by the society, um, because he contrib contributes uh, contributes uh, to it. So uh, I think that's a very important part that that plays into it as well. Yeah.
Yeah, I think that's also, yeah, that's maybe the biggest part, for example, in Germany, why people are, who are against immigration, uh, what the biggest problem is, or maybe the two biggest problems, I think, is either the class thing, because like you just said, people are kind of afraid of their jobs, or maybe people who don't have a job think all the immigrants are taking away the jobs, and because of them, they don't, they don't get a job. And on the other hand, it's a part of, yeah, I am paying so much tax and everything and paying, paying, paying for the entire state and the community. But, and then there are people coming just from a different country and receiving all the stuff and getting all the money out of it. I think, yeah, it's, it, I think it's a hard topic. It's hard to define what's good, what's not good. I think the uh, president of Austria said it right he's not against immigration and he's pro immigration or migration to uh, to austria but he th he said it's not it shouldn't be possible or shouldn't be the state of mind that a guy like let's say a man who worked for like 45 years or 50 years in in austria and paid tax for 50 years is at the end in retirement worse off there may be an immigrant from, I don't know, Syria, who just came half a year ago and gets more money from the state than the retired guy who worked 50 years for that, you know? And yeah. I think that's, that's maybe the biggest problem. I think a lot of people are maybe not totally against immigration mm -hmm. or also think it's their duty to help people like them because I think no one of us can imagine how bad and really terrible the life in some countries is and how dangerous but on the other hand i i get the feeling that a lot of people think it's kind of unfair we're living here we're paying tax we're paying this and this and this and this guy is coming he's getting double the money i am getting and i can't really pay for my rent and worked here for 50 years and he's getting more than i do and they feel like it's unfair you know and i think that's a big problem and that's why a lot of people also in the past here, I, I believe that's why you know, they're angry with the government and all the decisions they made about it. And I think we also agree that there the problem is by having a social system that leaves the opportunity of people being, like the story you just tell, told, uh, people work many years and then they retire and they really can't enjoy a day of retirement because there's not enough money, they might need to leave their apartment because it's too expensive, etc. Just that you shouldn't, from my perspective, you shouldn't then try that others are worse off, but you have to fight for all groups being lifted up. And also, no one is helped if then immigrants can't enter and inside the country nothing changes. And then both this example both people are experiencing hardship but i think yeah to to compare those situations is just also a way of making sure that um, certain sentiments against uh, migrants are established in a society because if, if each person thinks they know that the money that goes to one person 
in, in, in another case, certainly wouldn't have gone to themselves. And then it's just also a political question and a question of the whole society, how to treat problems as such and not comparing those who are already um, at the worst end of social life and, and, and community, if there is any. Because uh, in, in some sense, if there are people really not seeing any light uh, because of uh, lack of money and, and society just says, okay, that's, you had a bad, bad job that didn't pay enough for your retirement uh, fund being totally full or, or at least uh, to, to have a, re a retirement that is enough. And I think this is a question for society, but certainly it's it's in 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 public debate. It's often uh, mixed then with if, with the discussion of migration, and this is also something um, like we started of talking about migration into the U.S. And um, but we also see that actually the debates in Europe and in the US, they are quite similar because on both southern borders, the US and Europe really tries people or tries to prevent people to enter yeah, the, the state or, or the, yeah, the European Union. And in part that is, I think, because there are really politicians who don't want migration, immigration. But also, there's the fear of people in the country reacting to that. And I think in 2015, this maybe was the main reason, because there is a strong enough group in society who are really against migration. And then they push the whole debate to a side where then also the politicians in power uh, fear for their power and then they decide in those directions and maybe I just put one quote Firstly, in 2018 Malta created a residency scheme for rejected asylum seekers who worked and demonstrated immigration efforts across a number of years and a similar lane-changing policy exists in Germany Some other EU member states like the Czech Republic, Slovakia and Romania offer a formal toleration status while Greece allows rejected asylum seekers to work only in agriculture, domestic work and the clothing industry. Some other countries offer temporary residence permits. So this obviously just describes how countries treat immigrants and it also shows how each country treats immigrants differently and also they want to i think or offer opportunities or make life hard and by this i think also treating opinions from others so they don't see just the person who comes to the country but they also always have in mind how others look onto those who come to, to the country. Yeah, I think that there's just one, it shouldn't be a difference, but I think there is a big difference between also what you just said about 
South Europe uh, or the South of Europe and South of America, um, how they kind of don't want the people to go to come in. I think there's a difference between immigrants because immigrants, like Janos said, our uncle, former uncle, is officially an immigrant too, obviously as a doctor. But the people are in that quote we are talking about are immigrants, but they are refugees, you know. And as a quote, it shouldn't obviously in a human. Uh, if we think of the human way, it shouldn't be different. It shouldn't be different at all because we are all humans. We all have the right to, yeah, to to get what's best for us and to live like a secure and healthy life. But at, at this point, all the refugees, obviously, or what maybe a politician think uh, thinks is this guy doesn't necessarily have any advantage for me or for the country. They just cost money. Let's put it that way, you know, they just cost money. It costs a lot of organization. It's maybe there are different cultures. So maybe things are going getting worse. So that's, I think that's what they think. If, if they're obviously, there are a thousand doctors coming from Syria, no one would say, hey, no, 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 you're not allowed to come in. But because they're refugees, all the countries are putting it that way, you know? Yeah, I think uh, this is actually like, the, this is a nail on the on the head, you know, this is exactly, what, um, and once again, like you said, um, it shouldn't be different because at the end of the day, it's like human life uh, versus human life. Um, but the one, uh, and I think the, the, the point that like made it, the argument the strongest was that what for a country, what, how do we gain from from that? And yes, if you get a get a get a doctor or like a some like a intellectual person from uh, um, from from another country that can help your country out or help your community out or society out, then you gladly take that person. But if you have like once again a, a, a refugee that costs your 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 country money and um, and a lot of effort and organization, then that's a different story and. It shouldn't be that way, but I, even here in this in this quote that you were like reading, um, there is uh, the the status that the Czech Republic, Slovakia, and Romania they offer like formal toleration, but the uh, Greece is uh, they only allow them to work in certain fields. Which you can argue about that is also difficult. You can argue about that. All right, this field is only if you go back to the class system, it's like lower class system. If you work agriculture, you know, like in, in those kind of countries, you work agriculture, you work in the uh, domestic work, like in the, in the streets, you clean up the streets or whatever. This is uh, a little bit like lower class work. Is that, is that good? Because they give them an opportunity to work at least and to make money, to work for their money. Or is it bad because they already put them in this, in this drawer. They're like, all right, like you come here, but you're low class, you know, like you basically that that's what you got to do. So it's a little bit of a, of, a, of, of two sides, like, hey, what do you think? Is that, a, is that a good thing that they at least allow them to work and they do something for society? Or is it a bad thing because they put them straight up, uh, they get there and they put them in like, all right, like, you know, this is a, the, the case, the class system that you're working on. So let me first emphasize this point with the quote, prevention and deterrence approach flourished alongside the acknowledgement that the archipelagos voracious economy needs migrant workers. Former Prime Minister Joseph Muscat famously said he would rather have immigrants than native Maltese work hard under the sun. But most importantly, migrants should not come by themselves. Authorities 
recruitment agencies and businesses get to choose. So this really shows how, like why then migrants are those who have to do the, this work because it's also in the comparison people or in societies where certain works are not seen anymore or are simply not seen as qualified or as a work that is able to satisfy not your not just your financial needs but you also feel proud of having a certain work and if people have this sentiment in the country then they want others like we discussed before the foreigners then should do this worst job because then i as in this case maltese worker i feel better because i'm not the one who needs to walk uh, to work in the sun but i have at least a bit of shadow and i think this is very problematic is that sorry interrupt you is that for you like a case of racism i mean just like to to, mm -hmm. to, to ask because eventually that means that the the president of that country thinks that like his people are worth more than the foreigners aren't they and for me like if you think like your human your human life is like um you're better than someone else in and And you act that way also, like, hey, they should do the dirty work because they're not from here. They're like not from, they're not us. Like, isn't that like some sort of racism or? Yeah, certainly, if you distinguish between something that in Germany we would never, like, I, I would, I never use the word race in German. So um, if then you explain the reason why you do this by, those people are different kind or because they are from somewhere else, they are worse or less worthy, then this is certainly racism. If you are distinguishing because of, um, like you can always create some bureaucratic reason why some person can do a certain job and others can't. But I think that even if the politician doesn't do it for, uh, if he doesn't do it for racist reasons, um, then he does it because he knows that there are others who have those racist feelings or racist opinions. And, and still, and this goes back to, to one of the first quotes that we had, if it is a political question of who can enter your country and then which rights they have, then at least to do it in this way of, of the former Maltese prime minister, then it's not, nothing that you can say it's, it's impossible. And we see just in, in reality that this is something countries do and not just one or two countries, but actually in some way or the other, all countries treat their citizens better than foreigners. And, and we, we, we can, from the from top, we can start someone who comes to Germany and lives here for five years, even 10, it might be possible that this person can't vote here. 
And this is something made, I, I don't know any country actually where you can go, ask for a visa, have a work permit, and then from day one can vote. This is mostly ever or maybe really always connected to citizenship and no state will give you citizenship just like this. And in, in, in our world where the world is divided into states and nations, there's always this discrimination of foreigners. And then a global legal society um, tries to discover certain baselines where you can't go below. And this is something like, I don't know, maybe in the, I think in the Roman Empire, there was already something like special ways you have at least to treat foreigners. And sometimes even you had to treat them better in, in international law than your own citizens, because on your own citizens, no one asked. So you can treat your own citizen in any way you like. But if someone else comes, then his home country will take care that you treat them at least a bit better than, than your, your citizens. But this is... But this, but I feel there like there's a difference. Obviously, we, we also went on vacation in areas. I, I feel like especially the Arabic camp, uh, countries are, I, I think for them, it's disrespectful. For example, if I would pay for, for the meal as a guest, you know, because they always say, you're the guest, you're in my country, and I have to represent my country well, and... I pay for your food. I take care of everything, you know. I think that's nice. It's a nice gesture, but I think it's also a difference between gestures and being nice and kind to guests and treat them respectfully. And let's say, for me, I don't think it's discrimination of foreigners if I'm not able to vote in America because I lived there for four years, you know. I don't feel, like, discriminated because of that. Because... Feel like someone's right is not a disrespect to someone else who doesn't have it not automatically and i don't know i, I feel that there are differences between that I, I agree that this is a certain case and we wouldn't call this discrimination but maybe just because we're used to it that it's everywhere like this and maybe it's also we can say it's not discrimination because if you see the relationship between the countries, then if a US citizen comes to Germany, he also can't vote. So on this level, you're the same. Just if you just compare you with your neighbor who is American, and then you both say, okay, then the mayor's office will decide something about our street, but I can't influence the decision, even though I have to live with the consequences they may they, they might be exactly the way i want them to be but i wasn't part in the decision process and then of course locally then things are also different and sometimes locally you can can vote for your you know, city parliament um, earlier than then for your state parliament but you, it's not like you can't do it ever. 
you can do it at some point. In every country, you can get a citizenship after a certain amount of time. It's not like you can't get it, just not obviously not after a year or two. So I don't feel like, I, I think it would be discrimination if I would never have the chance, maybe, I don't know, to get a citizenship in the Netherlands, even if I've lived there for 20 years. I think that would be discrimination, but I think in every country, if you live there for a certain amount of time or work there, um, you have the right to get it. So I think it's okay like that. Obviously in some parts, some countries could be easier, or could be faster. Then I know what you're saying at the Maybe at the beginning you don't have a real choice or you don't have the opportunity to have like an impact or influence on decisions like that. But in general, after a certain time you do. So I think it's okay. Maybe on this topic of how countries and then um, local administration, they also have different interests. There's the quote, As national administrations worry about being seen as fully in control, cities find themselves confronted with this population's very human needs. Pragmatically aware that homelessness, destitution and mental illness is no one's interest, cities like Amsterdam and Vienna successfully extended provisions of social services and benefits to rejected asylum seekers, even as national governments were striving to restrict them. This way, governments can flex their punishing muscles while cities quietly care for this vulnerable population. So here I, I think you can see, and this is something I mentioned before, policies of how to allow migration and then how to treat migration or how to treat immigrants, sometimes they're not for the immigrants. Like, okay, you need rules there also, but in fact, those rules or the policies are in the first place made for the public to see how you treat them and for people not to have this feeling of they get more, even though I'm here working hard since... 200 years and my whole family and all uh, uh, we, we built the bridge but no one treats us in a specific way and now the newcomers they get um, or at least I have the feeling that they get more than I have and this is something you can I think you can just do if you uh, if you forget that there are really persons arriving Because you just treat a topic and then you see statistics and you treat the statistics. And then each city, they really have people who get in touch with someone. And if you really need to treat local problems, then you really have to take to into account each person. And of course, there are also statistics play a role and Here you also can see you don't want homelessness and destitution and mental illness. It's in no one's interest. So there you also don't see just the person that suffers of those problems, but you also see the society, the local society who also doesn't want crowded uh, central places with homeless people. 
but still there it's not enough to just have the policies there you need to treat things for the better and i think for me in, in reading all those texts maybe my my main issue there was that all of them treat this topic of migration as something abstract and not something people experience and then there was no like not none of the texts tried to explain the anything about the experience of traveling from country to country crossing uh, rivers crossing large seas and of course if you just explain the story of one family this is also not reality but that this is also an important part of all this and of course there are texts that are ex exactly explaining this but in all those texts that i found randomly more or less the question that really people are traveling from one point to another and then they arrive somewhere and they hope for a better life that was not a topic of, of any of those texts and i think this abstract view on this topic that you forget that there are individuals fighting for their life fleeing searching for new opportunities i think also in the in the public debate this is is generally not the main issue but then you just treat them also the statistics you look at the numbers and you you try to see how those numbers change the public debate and then you try just to influence the public debate but you're not really trying to help the individuals who are all in some way or the other trying to find their and we talked about this in another conversation trying to find their understanding of happiness i think um going back on what you said i think it's very important that people acknowledge and remember that basically a lot of countries and especially in the us uh cities and the country was built by immigrants you know and um that's something that i feel like people need to remember and uh because without the diversity without the different cultures without the immigrants we wouldn't be where we are at today you know um and yes i feel like recently it, or like in the in the in the, uh, in the past century or something it became so i don't even say normal but it uh it was so natural that like recently because of these incidents and more refugees coming uh and then uh of course these more like i don't even say single but like these these events that that you read here and there of like um uh in in immig immigrant or immigrant not behaving the way they should be i think it became more more like a popular thing and um meanwhile for for years and decades it's it's, it's been uh it's been an important part you know of everything of uh, of economy of society um and uh, no one i mean or not not a lot of people were 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 saying too much against it but i feel like it's this is more like especially also with the refugees uh coming to europe of course um Become, it's becoming more and more of a problem. Um, and it's also becoming more and more 
popular because uh, because of the media nowadays too. You know, the media has such an impact also in society. Um, but this is, I think, this is a whole whole another story, but or whole another topic. But yeah, but I just want to mention, I just want to mention that like we 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 should remember also that um, we're talking so much about migration and uh, how uh, or people are claiming how negatively it it uh, affects uh, the country the uh, or the society. Um, but um, if 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 you're being honest, you know, so many once again, so many countries uh, they are only the way they are and they're only the city the major cities weren't created were created because of uh, immigrants you know and uh cities got a certain flair got a certain reputation because of uh certain cultures you know and uh i feel like it's uh yeah i think i would just want to point that out also yeah and, and maybe to <clears throat> stress two things that you just said one the time scale that some things just take time and people who arrived in, in the US 100 years ago at the point there might also be people who say we don't want you here for a longer period of time but then they're now just part of the US and also um, how they are really building the country together so there's the quote the root issue of this debate concerns the gap between personal time scale and collective time scale from the viewpoint of human collectives 40 years is a short time. It is hard to expect society to fully absorb foreign groups within a few decades. Past civilization that assimilated foreigners and made them equal citizens, such as Imperial Rome, the Muslim Caliphate, the Chinese empires and the United States, all took centuries rather than decades to accomplish the transformation. So I think this question of time sometimes we like in our egocentrical way of thinking we count every second and it's hard for us to take a look from the historical like, background to see there are some things that really take like 10 generations to really change and then I think in, in many questions on, on politics we, we have to remind ourselves that firstly we can change things from one day to another because just there are different opinions that we have already discussed about but then also even if we were able to change things from one day to another certainly on that same day new problems would arise from that change and i think uh, it's always interesting to try to take this step back and then realize that sometimes we are too eager for change even though we really are sure that our opinion is the right one and this change should come soon that sometimes just the patience will also help us to accept things easier and be more happy with developments even though they are just one step after another well one thing uh the the patience and the The change, I mean, it's not only about like immigration or political reasons, you know, it's like about like personal, I feel like it's in, in personal life as well. People are not even saying afraid, but like people, uh, generally speaking, you know, I mean, obviously there are always individuals there that's differently, but um, 
people in general are are they don't want change they if they're in, a, in their comfort zone they uh, they like to be in their comfort zone change be, means like you know new challenges also new opportunities as well a lot of people don't want that you know they want their secure their security and their comfort and um that's the same thing if their uh, migration if uh, if they see their comfort their security their life in uh being you know challenged or 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 in discomfort then um they're they're not for it you know they don't support it and even though maybe at the end of the day um or like after a longer period or obviously it takes time here we're talking about like centuries and decades um that this this change can have major impacts in in society in general you know yeah i think uh, people are uh pretty much afraid of change and uh people want to stay in their comfort zone and if that means you know, no, uh, in immigration, in the immigration process and in personal life, then uh, that's why maybe a lot of people are not super supportive. I mean, it's just like a claim. I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure about that, but going just going off the of the code that you were mentioning. I think ideally people would, and this might be the development that just takes time, would understand that um, in many countries, if not all countries, immigration is a win-win situation for or can be, if you deal with it correctly, can be a win situation for those who migrate, the receiving country, but also the country uh, the, the country of origin, where then, for example, money goes back to. And yeah. I'd like to give you the, the quote. Discussions on solutions must start from destigmatizing work migration. Governments sign agreements to facilitate migration from some countries in the global south, After all, just not sub-Saharan Africa. Oxford academics Alexander Betts and Paul Collier suggested several paths, opening up to a circular migration to come, contribute, earn, learn and return, and creating private sponsorship schemes like Canada's. Lauren B. Lando, Carolyn Wenkyu, Kihato and Hannah Postel advocated for labor migration programs, internships and a credible visa lottery system. Protected from the informal market's uncertainty, migrants could send more money to their communities and, if the migration project is financial, safe enough, money quicker. Um, just to give my final words here towards this, because this is a great quote actually, um, I... I think that like the, especially the, the, the little part to come contribute, earn, learn and return. This is basically what, um, what, what is it a little bit? Of, that's what it's about a little bit. You know, if you, if you go into a foreign country in order to be, um, I don't want to say in order to be accepted, but uh, if people see that and you have these intentions, you know, people gladly, glad, gladly support it. And um Obviously, this is maybe not exactly the case. With we have to differentiate here between uh, migrants and refugees a little bit because they're like I don't want to put them in the same category. Um, but um, it's 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 super interesting because once again I have like so many teammates right now. Actually, like like six, five, six, seven of them. They are from uh, you know a Caribbean island. They're from uh, Africa or wherever. And um, that's what they're doing. You know, they come to America, they, they, um, they go to university, you know, they got a way to they find their way to university. Then uh, after university, um, they, they got a job, which means like they return also not only to their communities in, 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 in Africa, 
or to their home country, also to the community in America by paying taxes. Um, then, because obviously they're better off than a lot of people in their in their home country, they send money back to to their home country, which helps them as well. And uh, so this is like the the cycle, which I think if an immigrant goes through that cycle, I think the the native people of that certain country are are or should be or would be very supportive. But then I think this whole topic becomes a little bit bigger when people are don't have this, these intentions when they come and they basically just take it. They, they take what they can get and uh, they don't want, they don't have the willingness, they don't have the uh, desire to learn and to return. And I think that's like the two very big, big important parts because if you just take and receive and uh, you don't give back, doesn't matter like to that country that you, that you went to, then uh, I think then it becomes a bigger issue. I think this return, I would emphasize there that it just not just mean return to the country, but return or contribute money to the country because this is one of the of one some countries. This um, money from from people abroad is one of the major economic or yeah one of the major I, things that pay things into those country. I agree, but I think the return part. I mean. I, this, this whole like come contribute earn learn and return the return part I think it's like the I mean basically you can say that contribute is in the in the society that you like went to I guess so you can for me it was like the return part was divided into like return to the country that you're in and return the country that you're from you know originally so uh, I kind of like divided that in both parts but um but it, as, as, right like uh, return to this is a major uh, uh, has a major impact if you return to a country where you're from, where they don't have much, and uh, you contribute with uh, financially or however, um, that has a big impact or makes a big impact. I think that's an ideal or perfect way how you were thinking it, but I mean, contributing to the country you're from or returning something, but I don't think, or let's put it that way, I think a lot of people do it. Uh, especially from the countries or, for example, your teammates. Or on the other end, that's not a part you can really control as an organization if the people maybe returning parts of their money to their old communities, you know. But I think, obviously, the return you're giving to the country you're living in pay, just by paying tax is obviously something you can control and somewhat something where you have an advantage also as a country, like a known and plant advantage. Mm. I also think that nearly everyone tries to arrive somewhere, learn, earn things there. I think it's, it's hard to imagine that people really leave their place of their origin where they had their childhood. And we know that it, in general, child, childhood memories, they are good, even though you had really tough experiences. And then you go somewhere else and just relax and live off money that is given to you without trying to take responsible uh, responsibility for your own. And I think, of course, when, when I, I can imagine that there's certain work, then you feel... It's, it's it's 
boring and and it gives you less happiness than than just being at home but still and and especially people who go through hardship and generally they they're also able to work hard so i think it's important that even though the reasons why people leave their country might be different when the receiving country i, I think they shouldn't in their way of trying to support integration, they shouldn't um, distinguish between what is called a migrant or uh, a refugee. And there's even a quote saying how as large numbers of people were traversing Europe to claim asylum in 2015, Al Jazeera in English explicitly decided that Crossing the Mediterranean Sea is not an act of free will, as implied in the term migrant. To emphasize with asylum seekers' aspirations, liberal German media too choose refugees, Flüchtlinge, rather than asylum seekers. So there, and, and you can really see, and in the, I remember that in the beginning there were struggling with the words and then also with the legal implications of being asylum seeker etc or if you're a refugee but then by using certain uh, yeah, vocabulary you also shape the the debate yeah for sure and in the beginning um, there was the question of countries helping or people who arrive somewhere that they need to be grateful and also this kind of putting it, if you put it like this, the country helps and the post people who arrive, they need to be grateful. Then this is already with a certain understanding. And it's not that this understanding is necessarily the wrong one or the right one, just that there are those who are saying you can arrive everywhere you want and you can go everywhere you want and you have the right to do so but then you can talk about being grateful and helping because then it's just your obligation and no one needs to be thankful for an obligation from someone that you received. And the same is with migrants or refugees or even that now in several times we distinguish between those things. This shows that just that the public debate has already also shape in our understanding of migration and like the, the example if you are a doctor and go somewhere maybe even the, the the hospital called you and tried to get you then you're a migrant and if you are fleeing your country but you're also a doctor and then you're lucky that some hospital helped you and say okay come work here then there's really not a, like then just the the reason of why you left your country is a different one but in how we see the things we we not necessarily have to distinguish but public discussion distinguishes and we especially in in, in quicker discussions when we had, like now we really have time also to take a step back on the words we use or since we have the text then we can look at the text and see how they distinguish or don't distinguish between certain words but in the in a 
like cocktail discussion about migration, then we don't have time to distinguish in, in such details. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I, uh, that's what we, uh, what we were talking about earlier today, uh, or earlier that, uh, that evening, when, yeah, just the part of distinguishing the, between those areas or between the migrants, if they are an advantage or for the country, if they are fleeing or not, you know, these, I think these are the biggest problems. And because you said, uh, you talked about being grateful uh, earlier, I think it shouldn't, it doesn't really matter what you're getting. I think you should always be grateful for opportunities in general. And of course you should be grateful. Uh, I, even if you're a refugee and even if, I mean, you're fleeing and we, we maybe as a German or we think it's our duty and our obligation to help people like that, I think they sh still should be grateful to just have the opportunity to go somewhere else and maybe start a new life because it's not like it's you can do it everywhere, you know? It's not like you could go to any country and do it. So obviously maybe in our part or for us, Germany as a country giving people like them the opportunity to have a better life, obviously why shouldn't they, they be grateful, you know, or thankful for that? On the other hand, it doesn't mean that they're like second-class people, you know, so they're here, obviously they should be thankful to have a new opportunity, but on the other hand, they're people like us and they should have the opportunity to take advantage of their opportunities, you know, not just be too second-class people, they should have the possibility to maybe do studies, go to school, maybe become a doctor in Germany, why not, you know, uh, so stuff like that. And I think that's a big issue that, a lot of people who are not maybe a doctor right away or I don't know, who are maybe refugees at the beginning and maybe living in refugee houses or like social housing kind of get treated at like second class people, you know. So and they're sometimes having a tough, tough life or a tough start to get to get really going in our country. I mean, you're right that in general, just in, in social interaction, it's never a bad advice to be thankful for good treatment that you get. But then if you have this general understanding of social interaction, then I think it's also, you can also expect that help is something you always give. Like when you expect people to be grateful, then also you say, someone is having a hard time <clears throat> and I will try my best to take a little bit away of the burden just because this is what I understand society to be. And this is for sure, the, the quote that I'm, I want to play now, this is for sure something that in, in the public debate, this, this is, I think, most people... Uh, haven't even thought about uh, this like in this way that, that migration is part of the global class war. But I really think if you see, if you try to see every human as an individual where you could be in their position as well, and it's in some way it's luck that one person is here and the other person is there. 
And then if you really try to find solidarity with every person and try to understand why everyone tries to um, improve their life, and then there are certain hurdles by countries, but also by economic needs of a society. Like, like we had the quote about people that go to work on agriculture in the sun. Well, society needs someone who does this. And if then the economy or certain players in the economy they know that we need this and then we try to yeah, make use in our need or like to use people for our needs then this is something i understand why you could put it in a in the sense of class or and this is the quote migration is typically framed as an individual matter a question of personal choice risk and responsibility But migrants are on the front lines of a global class war. They're confronting a system that appropriates their land and labor, but denies their humanity. It isn't just about the right to seek asylum. There is no threshold for deservingness for human dignity. By choosing solidarity, we can affirm our common worth and our collective power. Here I can see why this argumentation, at least in Germany, many people feel distant from because this is not how they look onto life. Also, like if you don't have this hardship and you also don't feel part of a certain class and certainly maybe not the one that really works hard to contribute to society but rather uh, you, you're on the sunny side of life then uh, I understand this is hard to understand or to to agree with this kind of argumentation but I think if we try to see it that way then we are not we don't have to see ourselves as those who help anymore but we can see ourselves as those who also push for change and for a better life even though we are not per in, 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 in the concrete sense we are not those who will um, benefit at the first moment but if we understand ourselves as a group of, of solidarity then um, yeah but I think that's something you just said or while, while thinking about or while talking the entire time It always comes up that maybe the country or a company or us as individuals, we kind of want to have an advantage or benefit out of it. Or you just said, maybe we won't see a benefit right away. I, the, I think that's maybe one of the problems. Why do we always have to see a benefit for ourselves in a short or long term? Why isn't it... It should be kind of normal or it should be human to, to just do it, you know, to just do, uh, to uh, have like the solidarity between each other and um, don't even have the feeling, okay, they're like refugees coming or something like that. It's our, I hope to get a return out of it. 
we're always we are always seeking for a return of a, or out of it or a return for doing something good or helping others or just we kind of want to return to just give others the opportunity to live in the same country like us but we kind of want to have a return for it but why you know why do we need it why why are we why are we just happy to give others the opportunity to have a maybe a life here too without a return why do we need a return Yeah, I, like on the moral argumentation, I agree that we shouldn't need to have the return. Just even like, and this is really hard. If you just, you just used, we give the opportunity. And if you give something, then you're on the side of the giving, like you're on the giving side. But this quote that we just heard creates a possibility to feel with those who receive and then mm. you, you you also are on the receiving side even though particularly you are not but if you try to understand yourself as part of a group then you also can receive something so if if uh, like some and and this is hard also because this notion of group understanding is, is uh, we have less and less in our society. And even, like, uh, if you just see yourselves as an individual, then you always have this kind of trade agreement with every person that you interconnect with. So there's always, uh, you, like you're trying to find a balance maybe, but in, in every point, uh, there's a certain disbalance. Now I'm talking, you're listening. So this already distinguishes something um, but I totally agree that ideally you don't worry about benefits, um, but you really try to find equal opportunities and equal living standards where you don't need to look to someone else and say, I deserve more than you, but we just have the same. But we know that this is quite a difficult um, obstacle that we're now trying to to focus on yeah. well that's i think that's maybe i think it's a big issue in germany maybe more than in other countries but probably other countries have it too or especially maybe the little richer and well-developed countries is that you always compare you know you always compare yourself and compare it to other people you know Sometimes it's just like, I don't know, comparing your house or your car with someone else's. And there's a refugee, maybe having a car which is a little more expensive than yours. You know, you you feel bad right away. I don't know why, why Germans are like that. And you also, I don't know, uh, what's the word? Indulge, right? Indulge or something. Yeah, you, we don't really have that culture here in Germany, for example. You know, I feel like... It, here it's more the other way around that once someone is successful doesn't even have to be an immigrant or immigrant you I don't know you kind of talk shit about him or you don't really indulge it and you don't like to see it I don't know why and especially when then there's an immigrant coming being successful or just having an opportunity to live a good life or a normal life here a lot of people I don't know I feel like they don't like to see it because they always feel like, like we said before, 
something is taken away from them. You know, they feel like something's taken away from them. I don't know why. That's, but I think that's also bad. On the other hand, maybe putting the quote a little bit more into context is, I think, hard for the immigrants too. You know, because you're coming here, a lot of people, a lot of immigrants do it because they want to have an opportunity for a better life. But they don't do it because they hate their own country. You know, a lot of people I think would have stayed in their countries when when it's safe, when they have the opportunity maybe to for free vote and to have like a normal life like we do. But they don't. And I feel for I feel like for them it's really hard too because if they feel like a lot of people are not really liking them, they're not really integrating them, they're they're not able to have a lot of opportunity or not getting a lot of opportunities here you know that i feel like for them it's also hard to kind of receive you know receive them because you never receive it with a good feeling you know or with a free feeling you always have to have the feeling that yeah you're getting a little help right now a little money or maybe a roof over, over your head but on the other hand you're looking around and no one is really 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 wants to give it to you you know they you have it but no one really likes that you have it and i feel like i don't know i feel like as an immigrant it's one hand nice money wise maybe or opportunity wise nice to come to germany but just like from a social aspect i don't not not everywhere but i think it can be really hard to be in germany too i think what something you said if we don't like if something is not typical then we have, and this is maybe something human also, then we have certain difficulties of this re realizing this change. And obviously the change of being in a different country, different society, different culture, different climate, etc. This is the biggest change that in the topic of uh, migration someone can have. So the person arriving somewhere will certainly always have the biggest change in their life But still, then also others, unfortunately, also others have difficulties with, with this change. And maybe the ideal solution would be that we realize that things change all the time. And then we also realize that many people have difficulties with change. And we just see, okay, if this problem is something global, let's try to help everybody by dealing with change as, as good as possible. And this might be even something that is a real task that everyone can tackle in some way because it's really common. It's, a, it's like a, a common difficult, uh, difficulty that everyone has. And I think that our conversations are also trying to help a bit with understanding change and understanding certain topics. And with that, I would like to end this transatlantic conversation podcast from today and thank you all and next month we will be talking again about another topic but certainly it will have some change in it